Hey y'all, welcome to the Black Girl Thriving Podcast. My name is Sierra Harris, the founder and CEO of Black Girl Thriving, a black women's empowerment brand based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today, we are going to talk about creating a work-life balance because baby, let me tell you something. These jobs are like men. They will run you crazy if you allow them to. I want to talk about creating work-life balance as a teacher, but I do feel like my tips can be applied to any occupation. So let's not waste no more time. Let's get into it. Like many other small business owners, I have a full-time job. I am a high school teacher and I work from 645 to 245 every day during the week. So on top of Black Girl Thriving, the Charlotte Baby Support Alliance, being a mom, I have a full-time job. And I have implemented boundaries at this job so that I can still have the life that I want to live. I used to be one of those teachers on the weekends in Starbucks with papers thrown all over the place. I used to be one of those teachers that stayed late, arrived early, doing work at home. But baby, those days are long gone for me and it has been a game changer in my life. Teaching at one point was consuming so much of my time and I felt like I couldn't do anything else. I could not do the things I loved. I could not hang out with people. I couldn't work out. It was just taking up too much of my life. So I had to create my own work-life balance because like I said before, a job is like a man. And if you give, 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 it's going to take, 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 take. You know, givers have to have boundaries because takers don't have any. And a job is a taker. (laughs) A job is probably the biggest taker in your life. So you really have to create your own work-life balance. And I'm going to talk about how I do that as a teacher. Like I said earlier, I believe that my tips could be applied to any occupation. So my first tip to create your own work-life balance is to leave work at work. As I said, I used to be the teacher in Starbucks on the weekends, grading papers. I used to be at home on my bed doing lesson plans. Baby, those days are long gone for me. My contract to work hours are 6.45 to 2.45. Now, I will stay after some days to 3, 3.15 if I'm wrapping up some things or if I'm really into something. But after I leave my classroom, baby, that's it. I do not open my work laptop. I do not respond to emails unless it's coming from students and it's like, you know, a quick question. I'm not I'm not that much of a bitch. Um, I do not call parents six, seven o'clock at night. Absolutely not. I try to take care of ninety-five percent of my teaching duties during the school day. My second tip for creating your own work life balance is to develop good time management skills. I will admit that I used to take my planning period for granted. Um, Now that I'm in high school, like, I use my planning period like I'm supposed to. But when I was pregnant in middle school and able to leave campus more freely, um, since I'm in high school now, they lock gates and stuff. It's a hassle to leave, so I just don't leave no more during the school day. But in middle school, we had an open campus, so... 
I would come to work, do my little homeroom, and then I'm like, okay, I got an hour and a half. I would leave, go get my coffee, go get some breakfast, take a little walk. I know one time I'd even went and got some nails soaked off. Like, my planning period was, like, my free time. And that led to me having to do more work outside of school. So now during my planning time, I am grading stuff, I'm meeting with my colleagues to see, you know, like what they're doing, what they got going on in their classrooms, just, you know, doing little check-ins, I'm emailing parents, contacting parents during that time. And although my planning period is first block, so it is pretty early in the morning, hey, that's the time I got during the day to contact parents, so that's when I do it. So that is my first tip. Develop better time management skills. It will save you in the long run. Do not waste a lot of time at work so that you end up having to do a lot of work outside of work. Okay? Use your time wisely at work. My third tip for creating your own work-life balance is to say no and set boundaries and this ties into the first one with leave work at work you have to set boundaries people do not understand that i understand that you have a job and it's paying your bills and it's supporting your lifestyle but it is okay to tell those people no and you don't have to be a bitch when you say no you don't have to be rude you don't have to be mean just say no if they ask you oh can you stay after this i can't I'm sorry, I can't accommodate that request. I'm so sorry. You don't have to give a long, drawn-out explanation. You don't need to put these people in your business. But if you do not want to do something, say no. Say no. Can you lead this committee? No, thank you. Can you stay after on this day for the... No, thank you. Can you chaperone it? No. Can you Can you come monitor this football game no like it's okay to say no they might be mad but guess what they will get over it they will get over it and back to setting boundaries and I briefly touched on this earlier you have to set those boundaries this is gonna sound so bad but I like to say you have to start off shitty and build your way up you cannot start off as a star player and then slack okay you have to start off shitty you have to do the bare minimum starting off. And then if you get comfortable enough and you decide that you want to do more or whatever, then that's on you. But when you start off giving them high expectations, they're going to expect that all the time. They're going to expect it all the time. So you have to start off mediocre. You have to start off shitty <laughs> and improve. You cannot start off as the star player and then fall off. It, it doesn't work like that. Quit giving these jobs your blood, sweat, tears, left kidney, first kid. Quit doing that. If you are being paid for a specific job, do your job. Quit volunteering to take on other roles. Quit stepping up. Somebody else do it. I promise you, they will find somebody else to do it. I know some of y'all are listening to me and y'all are like, oh, this girl is crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I just want to have a life outside of work. <laughs> and I understand if you're trying to grow your career and all of that, I get it. But I look at things, like I look at the big picture when it comes to things now, especially now that I have my son. As a teacher, <clears throat> growth potential in this in this field is, is very high. And, you know, usually you go from a teacher to an administrator to a principal and you can, you know, work your way through the ranks. But right now, 
I'm more concerned with my son. He is the most important thing to me. And there is no job on this planet that's going to come before him. I don't want to miss milestones with him. He is about to be two. I don't want to miss milestones with him. I want to be there to take him to the park in the afternoons. I want to be there for dinner. I want to be there when he's sick. I want to be there for everything when it comes to my child. And that's my priority. So I understand wanting to grow in your career. And at one point, I was that girl. But you have to take a step back sometimes and think about the things that are truly important. You know what I'm saying? Like, when my son is 20, I don't ever want him to be like, oh, yeah, my mom, yeah, she was a principal. She was never home. You know, she always missed my football games. She always had to work. We couldn't really take vacations because she was always working. I don't, I just want my son to have an amazing childhood and I want to be a part of everything that I can be a part of. And so that means that I have to do these things to ensure that I am a present mom for him. And right now, like I said, he's a toddler. He's not going to remember these years, but I will. You know, I will. Last night, he said car and walked to the back door, and that meant it was time for my brothers to take him on a ride in the car. He's 19 months. That was phenomenal to me. He said, Mello, where are you? It didn't sound exactly like that, but he said that. And my whole family was like, oh, my God, this boy is really talking. And that's the type of things that matter to me. So you have to really figure out what matters to you, your career, your family, your friends, what really matters to you, and then go from there. What matters to me is my son, my family, and spending time with my homegirls because I love them to death and we don't spend enough time together, and that's going to change soon. And that's how I'm structuring my life. I'm structuring my life around the people that I love. And with that being said, this concludes this episode of the Black Girl Thriving Podcast. Be sure to check us out on social media at Black Girl Thriving on all platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Also, the website will be back up this week. So check in around Friday. I did say November 1st in the last one, but it'll probably be this weekend. So November 3rd, November 4th. And also, if you are a fellow NCCU Eagle, I will be at homecoming. So if you see me, please speak. I speak back. Whew, that was long. That was really long. (laughs) But until next time, keep thriving.